Okay, unfortunately, I'm going to have to end that right there. But that was Chef Vikas Khanna joining me to talk about his film, The Last Color. And that conversation is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And it's on uh, the time frame of, let's see, October 25th. So just look for that post on there. Because standing by is my very first guest of the day, Michelle Danner. She's an acting coach at the Los Angeles Acting School, specializes in the Meisner, Strasberg, Adler, Hagen, and so many other techniques. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the show. Good morning, Michelle. Hi, good morning. Hi. Thank you so much for calling in. I have a lot of people that are listen that listen that are actors or they're thinking about going into acting. Uh, how did you get involved in this industry? Well, my dad uh, opened the very first William Morris Agency in Paris, in France, wow. when I was a very little girl. And um, I just grew up in an environment where a lot of, you know, icons would come to the house and have dinner, such as Sammy Davis and, uh, oh you know, gosh. French <laughs> artists, you know, Edith Piaf, uh, Maurice Chevalier. I mean, a slew of them. And so I grew up very much in an entertainment environment. But... It didn't lead me to want to sing, or <laughs> I, can't, I can't sing, uh, or to dance. I did take dancing classes, but it led me to a love of literature, a love of words, of writers. And so I studied a lot of the French classics, and, um, you know, we went to conservatories in Paris and acted in plays. And then when I was a teenager, my family moved us back to New York where I was lucky enough to study with Stella Adler, with Uta Hagen, with, uh, you know, many, uh, many others. The rest were wonderful, iconic teachers and different techniques. And so I, uh, you know, was very passionate and continue to be to this day about uh, what makes a great performance, a great actor, a great story. And uh, I was in the pursuit of that. Fantastic. Tell me advice you would give to someone coming to L.A. You know, they're, they're so excited, but the reality is, I let you feel. The, rea- <laughs> the reality is, is that there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities. And out of all the cities in the world, you know, Hollywood is, you know, probably the place. If you, you want to do theater, musical theater, then you go to New York, you go to London. But if you want to, you know, to be, uh, be in front of the camera. This is the place to be. But this is a, it's a very simple advice that I have for, uh, you know, someone who's starting out. Learn the craft. Learn how to do it. Learn the skills. If you were a doctor, you would go to, you know, to medical school. A lawyer, you go to law school. An accountant, and down the line, you know, every, every job has skill sets. And I think when it comes to acting, it's the only, the only place where people feel like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Well, you know, there's, there are techniques to learn that can help you to, um, you know, find freedom in, in working as an actor. And have fun. Everybody always tells you to have fun. Well, how do you have fun? You have fun when you know what you're doing. Yes, definitely. Now, you're the founding director of Edgemar Center for the Arts. and. That's incredible. I read that you raised $1.3 million to construct the two theaters and the art gallery at the center. How did that come yes. about? How did it work? How did it come about that you, you founded this center? 
Yes, yeah, so it, it started with, you know, we, we had a little studio on the Third Street Promenade and we wanted to expand. And I had been looking. And uh, one night I uh, found out about this place and somebody snuck me in illegally and I remember <laughs> my heart was beating. I felt very scared. I was going to get found out. And, um, and But it was such a perfect place. It was one open space. And uh, it was beautiful and building designed by Frank Gehry and... The morning after, I couldn't sleep. And I, you know, I had had like visions of. I saw lights and audience and lots of creativity. And the morning after, I woke up and tried to find out. Well, what's how is it available? Can we get it? And it wasn't that easy. But finally, well, you know, what's meant to be in life is meant to be. And so I was, uh, you know, I got the space, but now I had to raise all this money because now I know more about drywall and electricity and plumbing than I would ever want to know. But I was able to, you know. Uh, to raise the money and to build it, and uh, it's been now because time flies, as we know. We cut the ribbon in 2002, so 17 years ago. Amazing. And it has been 17 years of, of magic, you know, from an annual film festival that we have called Cinema the Edge, where we premiere a lot of narratives, documentaries, and shorts, to outreach programs, to musicals, to plays, the classes. You know, the, uh, my studio, the acting studio is the foundation of so much that happens there. There's improv shows. I mean, there's just so, so much. There's so much richness and, and lots of wonderful, you know, um, artistic, uh, you know, projects are born from all of that. Tell me what, in your opinion, what do you think it takes for someone to be successful as an actor in 2019? Um, you know, drive, for sure. And not everybody has it. But the good news is that you can figure out how to acquire some. Uh, you know, you have to be driven. You have to want it. You have to find the part in you that has a desire for it, a passion for it, and be willing to go the extra mile. Yes. You know, not expect that it should be handed to you. And, uh, and be, be willing to work harder than you ever thought could be possible. Yes. One of the things I mentioned to you that I heard when I was taking some classes um, and I think some of the more valuable things were getting to know the casting directors was they said, have a full life. Do not put your whole life into acting. Have a life outside of acting so you can deal with the rejections and be resilient. And, you know, it, it just makes such a difference. I think whether you're auditioning for something or you're working on set or you're on stage, you know, the moment that it's a wrap, the moment that the performance is over, that is right. You have to, you know, create for yourself uh, a place to go to afterwards that has, you know, nothing to do with, uh, with showbiz. And that's a place where you get love from because you certainly do not go into show business to find love. Right. You, uh, you create people around you that you love. Um, to get that, that, that part of you nurtured. So, um, yeah, you, you know, you, you, ha you act because it's the only thing that you can do. And uh, you can't do anything else but that. That's how you have to express yourself. That's how you have to express your humanity, your emotionality. But um, that is the only thing that, that you, you must do. And, um, and then the rest of it, when they say it's a wrap, cut, you know, you go, where's, where's the party? Where's, right. the, where's right. my... My fun time. Yes, definitely. I think there has to be a lot of self-care involved because you do have to be resilient and, you know, you're going up against rejection. You might think you get something. You might think you nailed that audition. 
and you don't, and it's really hard. So that's why I bring up the take really good care of yourself. Absolutely, yes. And, and it's never no to you. It's never personal. So the rejection is not that. You have to really understand and put it into perspective. It's no to you in that moment and that part because when another producer promised it to someone else, so it has nothing to do with your talent. It has nothing to do with, you know, what you did in the room. So it's always about putting it into perspective. And sometimes it's just meant to be that you don't get one part. Yes. Because down the road, there's another part that's going to be better for you that you're going to play. And that is what you have to trust. Right. That you that rejection is okay. That, you know, life goes on and something better can come along. I wouldn't even call it rejection. I would just call it you got to go and you got to meet other people okay. and introduce yourself to them and connect with them. And you're not going to collaborate on this project, but there might be a project down the road that you may collaborate on. I like that. So the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. <laughs> <laughs> Because we all go through these crazy ups and downs, and I, I think it's so important to take really good care of yourself. Do you have any advice for people? Yeah, I think that uh, every morning when you get up, you know, whatever your routine is, uh, in addition to <laughs> brushing your teeth and your morning beverage, is to feel, you know, whether it's through meditating a few minutes. I don't meditate a lot, but a few minutes makes a whole, you know, wide difference. Or writing, um, you know, letting yourself take a moment to really feel what's going on with you emotionally. Um, you know, really take that inventory, really take moments to reflect so you don't get on the fast lane because we know that, you know, there's an adrenaline that's going on. You know, you have to deliver, you have to get through the day. You've got to, you know, if you've got kids, I've got two. Yes. You know, it's a whole it's a whole other thing. It's, it's a race. It's a marathon. Right. And just slow down. Just, just slow down and just, you know, feel the moments and think about it. You know, we don't have to rush so much. As a matter of fact, now that I'm saying this, I remember that that was one of the huge advices that my father gave me. You know, you're going to get there. You don't have to rush so much. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I remember getting really jittery, you know, you, your nerves. What, what advice would you give people that, you know, are up against that? The biggest thing that I could say about that is be prepared. Mm-hmm. Because when you're prepared, those nerves will help you. Yes. They will give you this silvery quality to your work. It will make it all, you know, the most, uh, you know, riveting. If you are not prepared, then those nerves will take the best of you and they'll run your show. So know what you're doing. Take some time to know, you know, if you're going into audition, what's the character. If it's maybe sometimes it's not even scenes prepared. It's just a, they're going to improv you. Um, so think about, you know, the circumstances, the character. The more prepared you are, the more you can give yourself different scenarios, different ways of how it's going to go in the room. Then you can let go and you can really be in the moment, which is key. And be improvisational and uh, and have fun, you know, because ultimately it's fun to act. And if you can't find something that fulfills you, that is joyous, then, you know, find something that does. Yes. I want to mention that you were voted favorite acting coach by Backstage Readers. What was that like for you? 
but that was years ago. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough. I, I get to coach so many wonderful actors, whether they're up-and-coming actors or famous actors that have, you know, won many awards. I mean, I'm lucky, you know, actors are auditioning for Broadway shows, television shows, movies. Um, I'm, I'm very, very lucky. And, uh, you know, I, I think I have a... Students keep in touch with me all over the world. They email me and they tell me what they're doing. They're on that show. They're on that movie. They got nominated for that. So you know, I just feel very, very lucky to be part of a community of artists worldwide. Any last bit of advice you'd like to add before we wrap up? And I'm also going to ask mm-hmm. you for your website. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just be proactive. Um, I, I would be very content to be in my acting studio and, and teach wonderful actors. But I, you know, I walk my talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I tell actors, you know, challenge yourself, do something that feels risky to you. Do something. Think about what would scare you and do it. So I'm on my fifth feature film now that I'm going to direct. We're starting principal photography in a couple of weeks. Exciting. I mean, weeks. Yeah, uh, called The Runner. It's a feature film called The Runner. I have another movie that's going to come out next year that I'm finishing. And, um, you know, do the thing that scares you. And I always tell my students I never want to do anything. I, have, I push myself to put myself in places that don't feel, you know, they feel very unsafe, but it's good for acting. Yes. For acting, it's good to risk it. Right. So that's what I, I would say is do the thing that you know will challenge you the most. Fantastic. And what is your website if people want to find you? Uh, I think it's MichelleBanner.com. That's my center for the arts. I think you just punch in my name. I have really good people in the office that do all kinds of things. But uh, Michelle Banner, we're in Santa Monica. Yeah, MichelleBanner.com. Yeah, and come if you are interested in acting. Absolutely come. And, you know, I meet with a lot of, a lot of students one-on-one. And uh, we'll take it from there. Fantastic. Michelle, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for having me on this great Monday morning. Uh, Thank you. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. That was Michelle Danner calling in. She's an acting coach in Los Angeles. And if you missed any part of this, all the info is on my show blog, and our conversation will be up within an hour after I wrap. We're going to take a little break, and then I have a few more guests calling in. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.